8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. Uh, let me take a quick uh, look at one tweet here that's come through, which I, I find quite interesting in the context, of course, of uh, what we're going to hear from the president in just uh, shy of an hour from now. And uh, that's from Mahubane, hashtag stay safe SA, saying, let's be frank, I am nothing ever changes with cabinet reshuffles except the executive head of a department. After all, there is only one FIIDA system into the government and uh, that system has failed for nine years and continues to do so. Yeah, what do you make of that? would love to hear some of your thoughts on uh, what you uh, are anticipating and expecting uh, from, the, uh, uh, yeah, from the remarks the president is going to make uh, in the next hour or so. Uh, send through your voice notes on 079-191-4270 and we'll certainly take an opportunity to uh, take a look at those just before the president speaks and also take some of those after the president speaks. So uh, certainly do uh, let us know of that. Now, we go straight into uh, a uh, interesting story here now uh, of uh, a family out in the community of Mapila. Now, uh, a family taking Anglo-American to court for what they say is the failure by the mining company to honor a 2006 agreement. And uh, yeah, a lot of this having to do, uh, as it always does in the mining sector, with the interface between the firms, the politics of it, and of course, uh, the interests of communities. And I joined on the line to tell us a bit more about this and to give us some of the context by Oscar uh, Masubelele, who speaks on behalf of the Masubelele family out in Mapila. Uh, Ndade, good evening to you and welcome. Uh, good evening and uh, I'm happy and good evening to the Metro FM listeners. Thank you very much. Ndade, Oscar, maybe let's start off, uh, if you could just give us some of uh, the context and the background here. You yeah. signed an agreement, um, you know, as the, uh, I guess, the family in this case and the community more broadly of the Mapila area with Anglo-American Platinum in 2006, I understand. All right. Give us the circumstances around that agreement. How did okay. that agreement come about and what were the contents of that agreement? Let, let, let me just give you a synopsis, my brother, of how sure. and when it started. Um, Anglo-American came into our area in 1993. That's when okay. the operations there started. And when they came to our community, our village, they found us sitting, uh, staying there. We had our own fruits where we plowed mealy meal, uh, where mm. our cows grazed. And then they chose, <clears throat> excuse me, they chose the area where our cows, you know, and, and, and plowing fruits were to set up shop. Mm. And there were promises that they were made that were made to 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 our elders then uh, <clears throat> prior to two thousand and six. And uh from two from nineteen ninety three to two thousand and six nothing happened. Mm. In two thousand and six of course there is an agreement um, if you look at the answering of David of Anglo-American, they're questioning the agreement, but that's another matter for another day. They're not actually um, concerned about the contents. They're, they're, they're concerned about the the originality of, of the agreement. Yes, mm. an agreement was signed in Pretoria on the 7th of July 2006. Between my brother Johannes and a certain gentleman who's representing Anglo American. Mm. In the agreement, the agreement covered two aspects. One, we, we as a family uh, took a stand that we are not moving. 
where while other families were were, be, were, were, were were busy moving. And the reason why we were not moving is that on the 37 hectares piece of land that Anglo-American has set up shop, uh, they've used part of our land to build a workshop. Oh. And that was the only land that my uncle generated income from. When he retired from uh, ISCO, he concentrated on, 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 on farming. And uh, since they took that piece of land from him, he had no other means of income. So that's why he, he refused until his death that he's not going to move until they give him what it's he, as they had agreed in, two, in 2006. Mm. With regard to the family of Map, uh, other families or committee members of Mapela, of course, they were moved, and according to the agreement, each family was promised 300,000 rand to be moved by Anglo-American. Mm. As we speak now, uh, community members come to our family house demanding their money because mm. the agreement was signed by, by my brother, and they're saying they're accusing him of taking the money from Anglo-American because they were promised that money. And uh, that money was never paid either to him or to the community. So the agreement centers around those two topics. I want us to pause then, Dade, and thank you very much for that uh, synopsis that you've given us there. And, and uh, to my, so, so maybe let me understand this correctly. Um, so this is a 2006 agreement, uh, AIAD 300,000, eh? Yeah. Okay, and then there was another agreement that was arrived at in 2016 and the creation of a trust, I understand. Yeah. Okay, all right. Let's pause there. Let's do this. Let's pause there because I see we just have to quickly take a spot break. When we come back, I'll allow you maybe to respond to that and clarify, I guess, the role of the first agreement in 2006 and then 10 years later, the agreement in 2016, which establishes uh, the Mapila Trust. And uh, that's under, I guess, uh, traditional leader Hoshi, David Khabakhar Langa. And uh, we'll continue with that after this break.
17 minutes it is before 8 p.m. You tuned in to uh, a Metro FM talk here on the Mighty Metro, and uh, we are taking a look at, uh, of course, uh, all of the uh, yeah interesting uh, developments here coming through from uh, the story uh, from the Mapila uh, community, Mapila traditional community. Uh, and uh, uh, joining me to uh, take a look at this is Oscar Masubelele. And uh, Oscar, I was just clarifying before yes. we went to the break. Um, the two agreements in question here, 2006 agreement, uh, you know, with the family. Um, and then, of course, 2016 agreement that establishes the Mapila Trust. Um, talk to me about, I guess, you know, the sequencing of these two and whether or not both of them are at stake in this matter um, and the role that they play. Okay, Abongile. Um, first, let me, let me just give you an idea how, who, who we're dealing with here. Sure. Anglo-Americans behave like mafias. Actually, they, they run that organization like mafias. What they do is they, uh, they have adopted a strategy of divide and rule. They go around creating a lot of trust funds. A lot of trust funds. So when a community, when, when, when a community stands together, they divide them. And those that agree with them, they will create a trust fund for them. Actually, an imaginary trust fund. The 2016 trust fund, I don't know about its existence whatsoever. Mm. The only trust so, fund. So, wait, that are I you know, suggesting, are you, wait, wait, Oscar, are you suggesting that the 2016 trust, um, who's, I guess, chair of the board of trustees is Hoshi David Khabakhari Langa, is a trust that is not known and has, is, I guess, not covering the same community as the 2006 agreement? We're not, we're not part of that trust fund. We, we, I don't okay, know about sure. it. And okay. like I'm saying, is that they, there's a lot of them. I can tell you there's a trust fund for the Roy Bog community, which is from the very mm. same village that uh, we are from. Uh, I remember last year I attended a community meeting where it was reported that the trust fund is there, it has 15 million in it, but there are no trustees in it. It's controlled by Anglo-American. Anglo-American appoints its own people that they want on the, on the, on, as trustees. The community has no involvement or any powers or any say whatsoever. Now, I'm talking about the Ray Park one because I attended the meeting mm. and I had the community okay, talking sure. about that. Mm. With regard to us, it, we were promised a trust fund as well in 2006, uh, as, as stated in the agreement. That trust fund is not there. We were you know why I money. ask, ne? Oscar? Yes. You know why I ask? Yeah. I asked because in 2016, a statement from Anglo spoke about this particular trust and 90 million in a settlement amount already paid into a trust account. Um, and then I, the understanding was that this was going to be followed by another 85 million thereafter um, and the establishment of a certain corporate governance structure to govern, you know, how um, allocate, allocative decisions are made from this trust. Uh, so that's why I ask about this particular agreement. And I think the point you're making is that there are many such trusts uh, is also uh, quite, quite revealing. So, so now the 300,000, I mean, when you go back to the company, what, what do they say? So the 300,000 was for, for, for resettlement. Actually, what, what okay. these guys do is, is that, um, you know, you'll be shocked. 
people are paid 2,000 rands, people are paid just, just, you know, painful amounts of money, you know, because they're not educated, they don't understand the value of, of the mine, they don't just understand, you know, they, they live in abject poverty. So what they do is that if you start challenging them, that's when they up whatever settlement that 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 that, that, do, that they will negotiate with you, right? So the community in question, which we are part of, which they are part of our court challenge, they were promised those monies, and they were promised those monies, not only monies, they were promised those monies, jobs, contracts, and those things never happened. They are still unemployed. They're still living in abject poverty. You know, I was reading a statement that they, they, you know, they've given people water. They are lying. They are lying. There's no water. What they do is that they deliver water in trucks, like they're delivering water to animals. There's no infrastructure there. There's absolutely no infrastructure in, 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 in our villages. Anglo-American Patina makes Three million rands an hour, but people there live in abject poverty. Unemployment is very, very high. People don't have water. Hmm. So whatever they are saying, I was looking at the annual report. They said, and I quote, that they've spent two hundred and forty-five million rands injecting that money into the community. You can take a drive and go there. There's nothing of that sort. There's absolutely nothing of that sort. There's only one clinic there. If people want to go to town, to go and buy bread, they have to go to Makhuliri or to Mokopani in town. There are no shops. There are no banks. There's nothing. So Anglo-American... Is behaving like a, actually they're not behaving like mafias. They are mafias. They are lying. What they have read, what they are writing in their annual report, it's not wrong. It's not right. It's it's pure, pure, pure lie. So, so I mean, here, here's my other question. Now we know for a company like this, in addition to striking a deal with a community that is settled on the land, in order to get a license, needs what is called a social and labour plan. Yes. And I'm quite interested in, because the community and, of course, ward committees and the political layer in the society often has to play an accountability function in making sure that those commitments are met, because that's the social license to operate. Yes. Talk to us about that um, and the role, I guess, uh, because you're, you're also suggesting um, here that there's a role that local politicians are playing, uh, which is not necessarily in the interests of the community. The the, social, the uh, labor social plan expired last year. And uh, the community, we didn't sign it. So meaning that they're, they're mining illegally. Uh, if they come in tomorrow, ask them to produce uh, their, their mining license. As far as I'm concerned, they don't have a license because there was no labor social plan that was signed by, by the community. We didn't sign it. We discussed it in that meeting last year that we're not going to sign that thing. So they are operating illegally if, if, if indeed uh, 
the, the, the social labor plan was not signed. So as far as I know, and before I came to you and before I started doing interviews today, I did ask mm. uh, 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 community uh, leaders and, 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 and leaders of the community if the social labor plan was signed. They said, no, we didn't sign the social labor plan. So there's no social labor plan. Okay, so let's they, pause there. They are mining uh, there let, illegally. Oscar? Yes, sir. Yeah, Oscar, let's pause there for a second and take another spot break. And, and when we come back, uh, I want us to return to this particular theme. Thank you. Seven minutes it is uh, before 8 p.m. We're still with this story uh, coming out of uh, the Mapila community out in uh, Lipopo. And uh, yeah, this uh, matter here between uh, uh, Anglo-American and uh, some of the issues raised by uh, the family of Oscar Masubelele and uh, the Mapila co concerned residents uh, uh, platform. And uh, Oscar, I want us maybe just, yes. uh, you know, to pick up on that thought you had just before we went to the break, um, which mm. was around the social and labor plan. So let's complete that point. Um, and also, of course, I guess your sense of uh, what has happened here that accounts for this great division, multiple trusts, and seemingly very, very little by way of compensation. Yes. Uh, I can tell you, I can, I can confidently tell you that the community didn't sign or participate in the signing of the social labor plan. So mm. if there is one, it was signed illegally by whoever that they've paid. The community hasn't signed, and I can say that confidently because uh, it was discussed. I was part of that meeting last year where we said we're not going to sign. So, yes, uh, there's no labor, there's no social labor plan in place. So, meaning that they are mining there illegal. 
And mm. secondly, uh, so, so wait, wait, are you suggesting, wait, 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 wait let, let me get this right, because, and I need to get this right because we're going to try and have a chance to speak to, to Amplats as well. Are you suggesting Amplats in that part of the world has no social and, la- social and labor plan? As far as I know, the community didn't start. Okay, so it might be there, but it's not a plan, your community. Yes, the community has to sign, has to agree and sign, and and, uh, our leaders have to sign that thing. So we had resolved last year that we're not going to sign it. And as early as this this year, we did resolve that we're not going to sign it until they adhere to our grievances. So if they produce a social labor plan, it was not signed by, by the community. It was not signed by us. We know nothing about the, the, whatever, the, the current social labor plan that they have. The social labor plan that we signed expired last year. Hmm. So, meaning that those guys are mining the illegal. If that's the case. And if they have a social labor plan, then they need to tell us who signed that, uh, the social labor plan. Because hmm. a collective took a decision that we are not going to sign it. So then you've now taken this matter. Yeah, yeah, Oscar. Sure, sure, sure. You've now taken this matter to the courts. Um, Let's talk about that process. You filed your papers. You also, you know, had the company filing its own papers. What are some of the key features of their response that deal with some of the concerns that have the community standing up and saying, you promised us something. We certainly haven't seen any of it. Uh, in my synopsis, I did mention that they they are questioning the legality of the document. They are not uh, questioning the contents of the document, which is what mm. is important. Anglo-American, my brother, would send different people to come and negotiate with the committee. I can name lawyers, number of lawyers, consultants, since, 19, so since 1993. A lot of people that Anglo-American sends to us to negotiate with us. And all of these people, when they come to negotiate with us, they are negotiating in the interest of the mine, not in the interest of the community, even politicians as well. Hence, my family and the remaining 23 families, we decided that we're not going to be part of the corruption and the mafia-style type of deals that are going on there. We refused to move. We are not going to move up until Anglo-American pays us what is due to us. And you know, funny part, Abongiwe, we said to, last year we were busy negotiating with Anglo-American. The letter was written by me, a dating page letter. I begged them, I said to them, you know, this thing is, get, is getting very tiring. We are now prepared to move. If you adhere to our demands that my uncle requested since uh, 1993, we gave them the name of the farm that we were going to move to. The name of the farm is called Glimberg. Uh. You know what happened? Three months later, they come back to us and say to us, we want to build a solar power station on that farm. On our farm. On the farm you were supposed to move to. That we are moving to. Yes. 
we, we, you know, they've been sending us emails to say that we we need to comment and, and you know, give consent and, and so on and so forth. I do have those emails. They were sending those emails to me. Mm. Now, they are moving us from our platinum. Now that they want to move, you know, you know, to take, you know, our son. Let me just say, let me just put it that way. They are planning on building a solar plant to power their mine on our farm. That we said, okay, we give up now. We want to leave. This is our farm. Now they come and they follow us and say, no, 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 no. We want to build a power solar, a power solar station there. How mm. fake can that be? They're not talking about, they're not asking us. They are telling us that, listen here, okay. this is what we're going to do. I have documents. I can share mm. those emails with you. I think, Oscar, what, what would be very helpful is if you did share those documents. Uh, I'll do because, that, my brother. You know, I'll share what, them. What we do on this platform, what we do on this platform is to try and be fair. Um, I'll share, I'll you know, share them with give you, Give an opportunity and give an opportunity to, to the mine as well to... Uh, you know, uh, share this. But I think for me, what is very unsettling, uh, just as we wrap up on this uh, score, Oscar, is not even a month ago, Amplat's Anglo-American Platinum, on the back of buoyant Platinum Group metal prices, um, you know, uh, declaring a bumper interim dividend, uh, you know, equating to around 175 rand per share, uh, up from around 10 rand a share or somewhere about. Um, and certainly at a very good moment for them now. I mean, production is peaking, you know, prices are good, dividends are coming out. Um, and alongside that, you have a community that is saying, well, you know, we have been uh, having to chase you around and being, you know, given the sixes and sevens on a story that should have long been dealt with. So I think that's, uh, that's something very important to underscore. Maybe just the last one, Oscar, before we let you go. Uh, what are some of the next steps here? Uh, talk to me about the court processes and I guess what uh, your expectations are there and whether there's still scope, I mean, for uh, what I would think is some, you know, uh, agreement here and uh, the possibility of finding uh, uh, one another with uh, the uh, 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 platinum company in question. Uh, we, we will respect the decision of the court on Tuesday. Uh, whichever way the court decides to rule, we will respect that. We are law-abiding citizens. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that we're not moving. We have taken a decision as a family that we're not going anywhere. Currently, the mine is 50 meters away from my sister's house. Her house is cracked, is damaged by the rocks. You know, we, we got an, a civil a mining engineer who, you know, will be testifying in court, hopefully about the lies of the reports that Anglo-American have produced. You know, in their re responding affidavit, they're saying that, uh, the, the, you know, the damaged house is just GSA is not true. Uh. So we, we as a family and the other 23 remaining families, we are going nowhere. They will okay. mine with us staying there. We're not going anywhere. Oscar? We are not going anywhere. You know, they can, well, you know, I... currently they are, they are, you know, covering our, our ancestors' graves with mm. mine deposits. They are driving on top of our ancestors' graves with their trucks. When they do blasting, my brother, they come to you and knock at your door and say, listen, we are going to blast for three hours. Here's 300 and go and stand by the road in 
in the, in the hot sun of Limpopo. They don't even give you water to drink or cold drink to drink. That's how cruel Anglo-American is. So if the court doesn't rule in our favor, we're not going anywhere. If Anglo-American is not willing to negotiate and give what's due, what's due to us, we're not leaving. Rekwile, Papa. Oscar, you, we'll have brother. to leave it there, my brother. We'll have to leave it there. Oscar Masubelele, thank you very much for your time. He speaks on behalf of the Masubelele family, uh, which alongside uh, uh, the Concerned Residents Association are taking the Anglo-Platinum Amplatz mine in uh, Limpopo uh, to court. And we're certainly going to be following this matter. And uh, as I said uh, during that discussion, we certainly do give the opportunity or the right of reply to Anglo-Platinum uh, to uh, give us their side of the story.